Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Okay, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here with me today that I think is going to be a really, really cool addition to the show. We're going to be talking about some great stuff in the world of business, in the world of burnout, which is everybody, I think, has suffered from at one point or another. And it's just going to be a very, very action-packed conversation full of insights. So definitely listen in. Dr. Kimberly Wilson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Evan, for having me here. It's a it's a pleasure to be invited. It is a pleasure to have you here. I am very excited. <laughs> so I like to start off in the same place with all my guests, and that's by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context that they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So for those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? Sure. So you know how there's so many successful, beautiful, talented women who are overworked and overwhelmed and just feeling fried lately? Yes. So what I do through my coaching and my services is that I help them to be able to regain their time, regain their energy so that they can live a life they love and not just manage their life. That is incredible. I love that because my you know, my listeners know this because um, I've, I've talked about this a few times, but my the reason that I'm an entrepreneur, my biggest inspiration is my own mom. She's been an entrepreneur for pretty much my entire life. I remember she was like, you know, early 2000s, she had like the first uh, maternity t-shirt business where she was creating maternity shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and selling them. And I remember like, you know, the room that would, you know, became my bedroom one day was like always like a thousand degrees with all the shirt presses in there. And so, and now she's doing, you know, uh, coaching and marketing and things of that nature online. Um, but like, so I, I remember, I mean, she was working really hard, you know, for my entire life. I mean, I never once took the bus to her from school. She was always there. And so um, that's why I'm excited. Another reason why I'm excited to talk to you today, because I'm sure she has dealt with those same struggles as I'm sure you have as well. And frankly, me too. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? I, so I think we all, all have, her. especially with pandemic, right? Yes, definitely. So how long have you been doing the coaching that you're doing? Oh, my, my journey is is so very interesting. So I may have to go chronologically. So I That's okay. became an entrepreneur in 2006, like, okay. way back then. And uh, so I'm also a licensed marriage and family therapist. And so that was the primary focus of my business for a very long time. And uh, then I... Uh, did some work for the military and about 2018 is when I really, I did some 
little coaching here and there just to, to see my pique my interest. And then I really developed a passion for it. It was somewhat of a side hustle when I wasn't doing counseling. And what I loved about it is that the focus was wellness and maximizing people's potential and not the disease model where there's always something um, to fix and that people aren't well, that they're broken. And so I really enjoyed that type of work. So about 2018. Okay, nice. And to focus on it a lot more. Right, right, right. And I'm sure that those skills from your marriage and family therapy really kind of played in. And the context definitely of coaching is different from therapy, right? I feel like I heard it described this way once. You can tell me if you agree or not, but someone described it once as therapy focuses on the past and healing wounds and coaching focuses on the present and the future. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and some of that does exist in, um, I think I've always kind of brought future-based right. into uh, counseling as well. Because oh, I, I'm sure there's still, a lot of overlap. Yes, because I I haven't completely abandoned it because I want to, you know, that, that was a lot of student loans to get that. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to continue to, to, to dabble my feet in it. Yeah, yeah. Get your money's worth. That's right. <laughs> uh, I understand that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely a lot of overlap, I'm sure, because, I mean, how can there not be, right? Because both therapy and coaching are very, very just, they're big aspects just of life, right? I mean, they do, they're very person-focused ways of helping people. You know, you're, you're having these conversations and really making a big impact and you can't, there can't really be, you know, you can't truly just focus solely just completely on the past, right? And you can't also focus completely on the future. So there's a little bit of both, just each of them kind of tackle it in, from going from one way or the other way, right? right. Tackle it it's from the angle of the past. The front or, of the elephant or whether you want to pet the back of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so marriage and family therapy to then now coaching women with burnout in the world of business like this. So what was the transition there? Why, why, why this? Well, I began to see a commonality towards the type of women that were attracted toward me as well as, um, so I have a history my grandmother died at, well, the age I am now. So, um, and a burnout boundaries and people pleasing that had a lot to do with it. And I realized like that's partly where my passion comes from to serve that population. So my goal is to, I'm on a mission to cure 5,500 women of burnout, as well as to create 100 healthy workplace cultures, uh, because a lot of it starts with these toxic workplace cultures and this belief in hustle culture and grind. I, the reality is, if you drop dead, there will be an ad to replace you in two weeks. Yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, that's that, that's the life of a corporate drone. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, it you know, you, you go out, someone else comes in. And I see it a lot, right? People talk about, especially I feel like older generations as well, I've heard a lot of this about, oh, company loyalty, right? Oh, you know, company loyalty and let's make a big thing. And I'm like, well... I mean, that company's not loyal to you, so why would you be loyal to them? You know what I mean? I mean I'm not saying slack off or whatever. If you like the job, stay in the job. But, like, I mean, 
few I mean, I've, I've talked to many entrepreneurs who are in the corporate world for quite some time and they quit. And it's like the company was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you you give Bye, up. I guess <laughs> you give up your your time. You take it from your family, from caring for your health. Like I I have talked to so many women who have had these major diagnoses, like they've uh, they've contracted the C word, right, cancer, because they didn't have time to go get medical checkups. They right. didn't have time to be with their, they, they're taking work home and they're robbing themselves of all of these experiences and the company could care less. They feel like they're indispensable, but they're not. Oh, no. No, and that's the thing too. It's like I, all these entrepreneurs I've talked to who have gone through these journeys, there's always a huge amount of stress and concern around leaving it, right? Like, oh, I'll leave. Like, oh, I've put in so much work with the company. Oh, blah, blah. And then when they finally do decide to leave, the company doesn't care. And they were like, well, wait a minute. What was I, what was all this, you know, struggle and pain for? You know, what was all the stress about? Right. It's, it's, it's it, anticlimactic. You know. climactic. And that's what I love so much about the generations that are younger. Than me, so I'm Gen X, right? So I'm I'm part of that culture that you get a job, you you retire, you stay in there, and it has been so wonderful that to see you all have that IDGAF. <laughs> this job is not serving me. Let's move on to the next, and it's been inspiring. Mm. Yeah, I definitely, I've pretty much made myself unemployable at this point, right? <laughs> like I, I have, I have friends who I grew up with who are not an entrepreneur or business owner like I am. And I mean, you hear all these stories, right? Oh, you get called by your boss and your day off saying to come in and be like, if it was me, well, first of all, I mean, if it was my, my day off, I wouldn't answer. <laughs> Second of all, if I did for some reason, you know, if we need you to come in, I'll be like, well, uh. I mean, it's my day off. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Like, you have to come in. I mean, no, I, I don't. So I'm not going to. Right. Bye. Like, I, I have pretty much made myself unemployed. Are you going to stay late? Are you paying me to stay late? No. Then no. <laughs> no. Yeah. You're going to come early to help set up? Are you paying me to come early and help set up? No. Then no. <laughs> you know, like, I just, it, it's, why would I sell my like, you know, to sell my soul, right, to the man, if the man doesn't care. It, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, I could leave and they'll just have someone else come and replace me. You know what I mean? They really do. <laughs> yeah. And then all that, too. I mean, I, I also can't imagine waiting to live my life until I'm, you know, 65 and retired. I, I, that is the craziest thing to me. Like... You you wait to travel. You wait to do this. You save up to, and meanwhile, when you get sixty five, you're not able to do all the things that you could have done as a young person. Like that's this this might sound vain, but I think this is one of the things that I admire about me. I have always traveled since you know nineteen up. I have been places in the world because that's that's what light me lights me on fire. And I can't imagine waiting until I'm 65 to go to different places and see different countries. It's hard enough when you're young. 
I mean, I just got done with back in July. I had a, I did a trip with some friends to Europe, and that was like, that was hard enough, you know, it was tiring enough. And I'm 24, so if I'm 64, I can't even imagine. And I also want to highlight and say, it is definitely not vain to brag about. Well, not brag, but to be to express the fact that you've been able to travel because that is inspiring, right? That inspires other people to do it. You've done it since you were 19. Right. And My here you are. Has never been out the country. Right. But here you are and you're not living on the street. Right. You're not in jail and that. Like you traveled and here you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. The world didn't crash and burn. You actually lived your life. And that's what I live my life around the principle of I work to live. I don't live to work. Absolutely. That's that's such an important distinction um, because you you can end up giving your soul to your work because it, it really is people are more married and more intimate with those in the workplace than their own partners because they spend so much more focused oh, yeah. time in the workplace so if you count the hours yeah just, like, just surely by hours and then they take work home so they don't yeah. even connect with their spouse when they're there and they become strangers, and that life goes to crap. And at least I have my job. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. No thanks. I definitely it's 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 a that work life balance, right, is incredibly important. And it took me some time to realize that. Now, I mean, okay, sure. If I'm just hanging out, I'm not doing anything, and so a client messages me, yeah, okay, you know, of course, you know, sure, I'll respond, even if it's in the evening, like whatever. It takes me two seconds, right? It's fine. But if I'm out on a weekend or something and a client messages me, if I even notice that anyone messaged me, I'm probably not going to reply until Monday, you know? Because it's a Saturday. I'm, 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 why would I? It's a Saturday. Like, well, why are you messaging me? Like, do you not have a life? You know what I mean? So, like, it's, again, I've made myself unemployable because I just, it is honestly one of the things I value most. And that's why I became an an entrepreneur at all was to have that freedom. You know what I mean? And I'm not just going to make myself another job, which is what a lot of business owners do. Is is this a lot of kind of uh, things that you talk with your clients about? Absolutely. Uh, And it's, it's such a difficult shift sometimes. Um, But but when they come, they are so they're so drained. Even though it's a difficult shift. They're ready to hear because everything that they've been doing hasn't worked there's it's more difficult to not make the shift than it is to make the shift still difficult to make that shift or it's more difficult to keep on wasting away in the job correct and it's 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 usually the one of the sparks is they've lost a family member and they didn't get time to spend with them either through um death moving away or divorce or their health is failing uh, or they have uh, so some of the similar problems that, that that sometimes would take them to counseling but they'll recognize like I have all these things that I've wanted to do I am missing out on my life and I want something different so that that really is what's motivating them to create a different life because they see how time has passed them by Oh, yeah. And you see, too, when you see someone you care about and know pass away, then you see, well, all that extra time spent at the office 
it didn't actually really amount to anything, did it? No. I mean, that company has probably already hired someone else to replace them. Right. All that time, like, what was... Were they, you know, on the deathbed saying, oh, come closer. Let me tell you about all the wonderful times I had at work. Staying late. Oh, it was amazing. Like, I I don't think anyone in the history of humanity has ever done that. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? No, well, no one says, I wish I wish I had put in more hours at work. I, I did a TikTok yeah, no. about that. The top top five regrets before dying. And, and nobody, that was nobody's regret. <laughs> <laughs> If they had worked more. Yeah, right. But how many times have you heard people say, I wish I had spent more time with family? I wish I had traveled more. I wish, I wish, I wish. Right? And a lot of that, you don't really think about it. You know? You don't you really stop and smell the roses. Right? You're just, you're just working. You're just living life. And then, you know, you blink and then you're 40 and then you blink and then you're 60. But if someone who you care about passes away and you see that, it really makes you stop and think. Right. Like, wait, what am I doing? Right. And and so I I wanted to to sort of travel back to something you said just a few moments ago uh, when you said uh, about uh, entrepreneurs creating a job for themselves rather than a business, because that was one of the, the things that I fell into very early mm. on. And I had to reassess because, you know, part of the reason that I focus on burnout is because. I've been burned out two or three times. You know, I, I was in that repetitive cycle and I had to heal myself and stop getting into that process. But because I had to be the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker for everything, mm. it, was, it was worse than a, a job at first because I had no life. It's like, okay, I'm going to do counseling from eight in the morning till eight at night. And my children will be in the next room. My little kids playing next door, of course, knocking and interrupting my therapy. But it took me a a minute to, to just break, break down and reassess like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same damage. I might as well get another job. Let me rework this so that I'm a business owner instead of, um, a job. An employee. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. exactly what I was. I was an employee. And that really ties back to something you mentioned towards the beginning of our conversation, the hustle culture, mm-hmm. right? You think if I'm starting a business or if I'm doing this thing, I have to do everything, right? I have to do everything. I have to, you know, work Friday nights, weekends, morning till night, right? And you see a lot of this really being uh, reinforced by a lot of the like, someone described it this way and I really resonated with it, bro marketing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know exactly oh what God, I you mean. You gotta explain this. I probably know it, but you gotta t- tell me. The guys who are posing in front of their Lamborghinis and their really nice houses talking to you about how if you go out on a Friday night, you're gonna be a big old failure. I didn't go out on a Friday night. That's how I made my six figures in 60 days. You can too if you buy my course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the bro marketing, right? And it's like, mm, well, uh, that doesn't really work. Uh, it takes more than 60 days to to create a six-figure income if you're starting from absolute zero, right? Yes. Um, and so that's where the hustle culture comes in. And I was really happy to hear you mention that in a way that, like, you recognize that and you were helping your people move away from that, right? Because I actually had someone on the podcast who said he made his first million dollars from zero in one year. But of course, yeah. the, the right? But of course, <laughs> the caveat to that, right, is he worked 
12 plus hours a day, seven days a week for the entire year. It's like, um, yeah, that's not worth a million dollars to me. (laughs) You know, like, no thanks. And he was very transparent about that. But a lot of these other other marketers you see, you know, they they're they're not right so because how, they, how, how did he sustain? Did he sustain it after that? Did he, well, he was very motivated because system? he was like, I mean, he definitely grew. He was he's no longer working that much now. But at the time, he he was very motivated because he lost his job, had a family. You know, the classic like, I gotta, you know, I gotta make this work. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make this work, right? And so he did. Um, but that's a very specific circumstance. I'm sure that wasn't something that he would have chosen to do if right. the circumstances weren't like that. And so tell me a little bit more about your thoughts on the hustle culture and how you help your people move beyond it. Well, I, I start with um, them defining what their values are and what what's most important. Because uh, many times it'll go like, oh, God, my family... Blah, blah, blah. And then we assess like, well, where do you actually spend your time? What do you actually do? Let's and let's see if what you value and what you your behavior is a congruent. And most of the time they are shocked <laughs> to discover they aren't doing any, they aren't spending any time, whether it's quality or quantity, on the things that they supposedly value. So we begin by restructuring and figuring out where where's the dysfunction um, in their life that's causing a lot of the distress and where they want to to be going forward, how they want to live their life. And then we have to deconstruct some a lot of those beliefs that they have. And um, some of them need to actually divorce themselves from the relationships that they've been in when they have people of the same mindset, like you've got to, you've got to grind, you've got to hustle. This is my expectation. Um, and for some, it begins with once they're clear upon what they need and what they're willing to do, it requires a conversation with their workplace about what, what new limits and what new boundaries they have uh, because the company has been operating off them doing this early work. I had one one woman who for two years, two years, she was doing several tasks for her supervisor, doing these reports and tasks and managing people to prove her worth to be promoted. <laughs> and I was just like, oh no, ma'am, we need to stop that. Um, and she was doing five course meals every day. She had to serve all of her family. She was burning out in every area of her life. And so we do an assessment on their whole lifestyle and how it can run differently. And we we run tests and uh, discover what's effective. So I have like a five uh, uh, C system, consider communication, conserve, connect, collaborate, create, and contribute. So we go through all of those and we figure out where the dysfunction is most and we help them to reconnect to joy. And most of the people, most of the women that I work with are doing nothing that to find joy. And so that that's a big part too. To, and they are surprised how their life transformed when they're doing something that gives them joy. One one young woman, 
her joy came from going outside and standing in the grass, no shoes on, and just smelling the air, listening to the sights and sounds. And that was so transformative for her. So it might seem really small to somebody else, but her creating that as a regular practice really helped her to see the context of life, put it in another perspective for her. So I hope I answered your question and didn't just ramble on aimlessly. Oh, no. No, no, no. That was perfect. And that is a... It's a good way to to kind of visualize that, right? Because you think about... I mean, I think about, you know, well, what did, you know, before work like this and, and the internet and everything like that, like, you know, 2,000 years ago, right? What'd you do for fun? Probably stand in the grass. Look <laughs> at the sights and sounds, right? But those people were fulfilled, right? They were happy. So, like, what is wrong with standing in the grass. I sure I would sure rather stand in the grass, watch some trees, watch some birds, look at the look at the sky than you know, be working from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., putting in all this extra work just to get a promotion. This didn't even come after two years. Right. That right. is absolutely great. That's There's another proof right there. Company does not care. No, they don't care. They were just using her. And, and what's really interesting is so many people don't, they know they're tired. They know they're burnt out, but they don't actually see the ludicrousness of their behavior until... Sometimes I, I pair it back what they just tell me. Well, I'm going to give an example. There was another another young woman, and she happens to, well, let's say a profession. But she lives in a southern state. She was pregnant at the time. She was getting her uh, pregnancy care in New York. And she was working in New York. So she was... Uh, she worked from home some days, but three days a week she had to fly back and forth to New York. And I, and I, when she told me her whole routine, and I said it back to her, I, I said, "Tell me, does this sound sane? You are flying back and forth to New York to work and working overtime too, and being pregnant." And then she said. You're right. No wonder I'm so tired. No one in her life. This is another thing. So many of these people who are burnt out, they happen to be, they put on this cape and they are the hero and the saviors of their family, not just the family that they've created, but their family of origin. So they have so many other people on their back and other people's existence and their well-being depend on that person being the rainmaker, them Mm. subsidizing everybody else's lifestyle. And so she realized no one was giving her wise counsel that she was damaging herself and burning her out because they needed her to do that. I understand because, I mean, not a lot of people, if no one in the family has had these kinds of insights, like no one's going to be talking about this, right? Someone needs to kind of be the catalyst. And I think also one big thing that at least helped me avoid this, because thankfully for me, I was able to take this oftentimes decades long process of awareness and shave it down to a couple of years. And I, again, shout out to my mom. She is incredible. She helped me realize this. And one thing, the things she would ask me that then that really, you know, put us in perspective. It's like, why? 
Oh, I'm flying to New York. I'm working all this overtime doing this. Oh. Why? Uh, oh, uh, and usually then it's like you kind of stop and, well, why am I doing this? You know? And maybe they give a vague reason and then ask one more time. Oh, okay. Why? Right. Yeah. Really look at your why and it, like there's no reason why you couldn't find that same thing in the same area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, Dr. Kimberly, I think, I know we could probably talk about all of this for hours because this is one of my, this this is one of the parts about entrepreneurship and business that I am most passionate about because this is what I've built my life around. And this is what is most important to me above pretty much everything else is, is freedom, right? The freedom to work when I choose doing what I want and still make the amount of money that I want to make to be able to support the lifestyle that I want without subscribing to the hustle culture, right? Yeah. I'm going out on Friday. I'm going, you know, I have weekend plans with friends. Like I'm not working this weekend at all. You know what I mean? I don't even typically eight hours of work in a day is honestly like a pretty long day for me because that is how I have set my life and business up. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it might take a little bit slower than the guy who worked 12 hours a day. You know, I'm not going to be making a million dollars in the next six months. Right. But that's fine. That's, that is worth it to me. Right. And, and, and the reason, like you said, your mom asked why, um, you, you know, do you really need that? Like, what toys do you need? And do you really need? I can't. I, I'm sure I probably got a million dollars of crap I don't need in my house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's my my younger brother bought a four passenger van, took out all the seats, put in a bed, put in like a toilet, running water, sink, a little fridge. And he's been living out of that traveling around. Like I always, that's another thing that's given me some perspective as well. Cause it's like, well, if he can live a fulfilling life and it's something he doesn't want to do it forever, you know what I mean? But like, if he can live a fulfilling life with the amount of possessions one can reasonably expect to fit in a van, then like, okay, yeah, I want more money because I love traveling and I love to be able to, every time I travel, fly first class because I'm yes. like six one and economy flights are not very comfortable. Uh, things like that. And they are comfortable. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, things like that cost money, right? I'm making good money now. I want to be making significantly more money as time goes on, right? right. And that's something I'm clear on, but not at the expense of my life now. Right. 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 Flying economy is still better than not flying at all. Right. And, and so, and, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you continue. No, I, I was, I, I just had a, a thought about even for young people who aren't entrepreneurs yet. So I have, I had the privilege of having an 18 year old, a 19 year old. My 18 year old is at a very big football school and she is there simply because her father and her grandmother and grandfather are like, you have to go to college. And she told me, she's like, I don't know if I'm going to finish this semester. And she's like, I, w- I want to be an actress and I don't want to wait until I'm 40 by following everybody else's program and then say, wow, I wish I had done this. Because I think so many people get in these situations of, of burnout and live in somebody else's life because they want to please somebody else. And I'm so proud that she recognized early on, she's like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm not doing this anymore. 
So I'm glad she's going to be a college dropout. <laughs> That's I dropped out of college too. The exact same reason, not for acting, but for business, you know? And that's like, yeah, I realized, I was like, why, why, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Right. You know, so nothing wrong. Like student loans. Yeah, right. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be stuck in a corporate job. Yeah. That's the dream, right? Uh, hey, apparently it is. Cause I definitely, I had like, I had those two sides growing up. My mom has been an entrepreneur my entire life, right? I've talked her up plenty. But my dad, who I also very much love, he was the wake up in the morning, put on the suit, go to the office, right? He was the, well, you've got to go to college, right? I mean, what, what else? There's no real other option, right? You have to go to college. And then get a job afterwards and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, that stuck with me for many years, right? That's why I went to college in the first place. You know what I mean? I mean, he practically like filled out the application for me. Honestly, if he didn't like wasn't pushing me, I probably would have never gone. I mean, I don't know if that's when I was that when I at that age, I was probably more due to laziness than the kind of passion I have now. But like, hey, it translated into this, so I'm 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 good. But, like, I had those two sides of influence, and eventually, it was like, I mean, how can you see someone? be able to work from home in their pajamas, right? Spend time with family all day, every day, like my mom was doing. Right. And not like pick that, right? How, how would how would you see, mm, no, I'd rather do the whole office suit thing. Like, right? <laughs> right, I'm, I'm laughing because I have on pajama pants. It's <laughs> okay, I do too. <laughs> but like, right? Like. I, I'd say that's one of my biggest like all it's my one of my answers. Why are you an entrepreneur? Because I could work on my pajamas. Like, yeah, actually. <laughs> biggest flex. Oh, Evan, thank you so much. <laughs> of course. I mean, hey, it's true, right? I shot it from the rooftops. Well, you gotta wear a suit to work? Wearing suits is fun. I love having suits, but not to wear every single day to work. No. Oh my god. Yeah, no. I'll take pajamas all day, every day. <laughs> but again, oh my goodness, Dr. Kimberly, we could definitely talk about this for, for probably the whole rest of the day, but I want to make sure I am respecting your time and the time of our listeners. I want to thank you for being such an amazing guest on the podcast today. Probably one of my personal favorites. Don't tell any, don't tell any of my other guests, but Hey, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> For people who are interested in you and in the work that you're doing, where can they find out more about you? Well, they can they can go to my website, drkimberlywilson.com, and uh, they can learn more about me and uh, my journey in business. That makes it real easy. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Dr. Kimberly, so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you again. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So, again... Thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.